Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. I'm here with my buddy Aaron and to kick off the new season we've even got a special guest, our friend of the pod Joe Easterlin. How are you both doing? I'm good thank you. Hello. <laughs> and Joe how are you? I'm also well. Yeah I'm, I'm very well. Joe's not just here for today. He's obviously a long-awaited guest. I would say most mentioned person on the podcast and he's going to be here for three episodes because we've got a three-part series. You better um, get used to him then. Yeah. Do you want to explain what we got, Jules? Yeah, so last year we did the AVSJ Awards and uh, it was only like our second episode. I think we still kind of didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, so it was a bit all over the shop. Yeah. <laughs> so this year we've been more organised, more on it. Got, got ourselves special a special ref- guest. Yeah, got ourselves a referee. <laughs> got ourselves Joe. trophies to send out to the winners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we decided this year we're going to do it in a three-part series. So this episode will be Song of the Year, the next episode will be Album of the Year, and then third episode will be Person of the Year. For 2020, I should add, not for yeah. 2021. It's a bit early for that. <laughs> Just <some> mad predictions. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Joe's going to be here, he's going to be refing for us. So if there's a difficult decision, well, actually all the decisions, Joe will have the final say, but... Um, Particularly if there's a difficult decision, he's going to weigh in for it. I'm anticipating there being some difficult decisions. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually quite glad that Joe's here because last year I just feel like Aaron would just basically be stubborn. I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't say wouldn't say I was right until I conceded. Yeah, it would basically just be we'd go until the other person gave up, and then it was. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it now. There's no way. Boogie should have been a top three album. <laughs> that was my choice. <laughs> um, yeah, that was wild. I can't. But this is why we need a ref, and mm-hmm. we've got that in Joe. So I'm happy to. I hope you. I can deliver, boys. I expect you to deliver. So we've each picked top four songs of the year. Um, I've got some honourable mentions, but I might say them after I've said what mine are. Should we go my four, your four? Okay. My number four is Desolate by the Gorillas with Fatimata Diawara. Jules, number four. My number four is Duha Mali Mali by Disclosure featuring Fatimata Diawara. What a year she's had, eh? Isn't it? <laughs> uh, my number three is Good News by Mac Miller. My number three is Pressure in My Palms by Amine and Slow Tie and Vince Staples. But barely. But barely. Barely slow tie. <laughs> barely slow tie. Uh, my number two came out on Christmas Day. Good Days by Scissor. My number two, Lockdown by Anderson Pack. And finally, my number one. <laughs> um, it is... Well... I, I, <laughs> it's, it's the title is written as A-P-I-T-D-A which I think is all praise be to Allah but I'm just going to say it's uh, from the J Electronica album and we'll say I'll probably refer to it as the J Electronica song for the sake of me not saying A-P-I-D-T-A every time you could just call it a pitta I could call it a pitta do you want to call it a pizza? <laughs> no, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so glad you boys didn't decide to run with that. <laughs> I just rate a pizza, bro. 
And uh, my my song of the year is Paying Black Girls by Annie and Amia Brave. And that is, clarify it, the original one and not the Georgia Smith remix. The original one. Yes. Um, I will say immediate reactions, although obviously I actually already knew what your songs were because we've done it in a more organised <laughs> way this year. Um, <laughs> immediate reactions are that I like all of your songs. So that's good news yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, same with you, to be fair. That's good. It's not like last year where fucking you had a go at me for putting Stormzy in there. Yeah, no, this year we're actually all in agreement, which is good because <laughs> um, I was saying to you earlier, like I think generally it's been a pretty bad year for music, but also just for the world. But for music specifically, it's been a bad year. But mm-hmm. last year was a good year for music and we ended up with pretty much very, very similar lists. So it's yeah. interesting that this year, in what is seemingly a bad year, we actually have quite a variation in what's going on. Yeah, it's true. But even like, for example, you had Good News by Matt Miller. That came out like a year ago. Yeah. But it seems like it came out so long ago because <laughs> of just what's gone on since then. Yeah, it seems like three years on. All right, where should we start on this bracket? We've got a bracket system again, like we did last year. So we'll have my number one going off against Jules's number four, and so on. And then winners will face each other. It's basically like the playoffs in the championship for all you football fans. (laughs) Yeah, or basketball as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's just like the playoffs in general. (laughs) (laughs) The championship in football. (laughs) All right, so... Our first little battle in the bracket system is going to be my J Electronic song versus Jules's Disclosure song. Um, I'll do a little pitch and then Jules will do a little pitch and then we'll battle it out and Joe can chime in at any point. <laughs> um, Jules, do you want to start us off? Yeah, all right. So my song, Do Ha Marley Marley, is uh, off Disclosure's album Energy that came out this year. Marley Marley, Marley don't and just a sick house banger basically but the video i think they shot in like marley and it's like quite uh i don't really know how to describe it but it's like disclosure production but kind of with like fatimata diora like bring kind of her singing style to it and i don't know i bear like disclosures production like that's one of my favorite things about them and on an episode of Soul Paradise, we were kind of like he was kind of talking about how Disclosure might seem a bit poppy and stuff, and I kind of think that actually they're a lot less poppy than you think. It's just like they've kind of made that sound into pop. But mm-hmm. when you think about like their production and like chords and stuff they put in, I don't know. I think it's one of my favourite songs of this year just because it's just such a such a bop, such a banger, and I appreciate the production quite a lot lovely it is such a banger i actually i actually it's not really the kind of i'm not obviously a massive disclosure fan but it is a top tune i will admit that Mm -hmm. Mm. i actually think obviously i'm not supposed to say this i think it's the best song of your list really even though you've put it at the bottom i think it's the best one of your list yeah that's interesting 
Not that I think it's anything compared to myself, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about my song. Um, it was apparently recorded on the night of the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, and it is all about kind of dealing with death. Um, it's not specifically about Kobe. Most of Jay Electronica's bars are actually about his mum. Uh, I got numbers in my phone that I'll never bring again. Cause a lot of sent them home and they'll never, uh. I got, I got numbers on my phone that I'll never bring again. Cause a lot of call them home. So until we sing again, I got Texas in my phone that'll never ping again. I screenshot them so I got them. I don't want this thing to. It's like a really, really sad song. Really sad song. So it's probably not the happiest thing to go for in a year like we've had. But I think you could easily listen to it and not recognise how sad it is. Um, the production on it is like really atmospheric and it's really nice. It's kind of quite peaceful and calming. And you start off with Jay-Z and like the hook is one of my favourite hooks for a long time about... Um, the whole thing about numbers on his phones that will never ring uh, ring again and all that thing. It's like kind of combining dealing with loss with also being in kind of the digital age. So they're looking back at texts to remember their conversations rather than like flicking through photos. And it's like the texts will live on beyond them. And also just every single line is is good. There's not any bad bars in this song, in my opinion. That is a huge um, claim. That is such a big claim. I, I bloody loved this song. <laughs> I mean, obviously, because it's my it's my favourite song of the year. Um, if I hadn't had Spotify Wrapped, I would have said it was my most played song of the year. But Spotify Wrapped, I think, probably has lied to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like there's so many lines that come to mind as just incredible lines, and I just think, I mean, to have a rapper like Jay Electronica opening his bar opening his verse by saying um about how he's crying tears through his diary like it's so sad <laughs> it's devastating stuff um and i just think it's all so great i feel like it's definitely got more of a theme i guess than the disclosure song mm -hmm. and like more of a message but i guess that would kind of be obvious anyway because one's just like a house song and one's a rap song like it's kind of an unfair comparison because one of them is just like gonna want to make you dance, and the other one is like an emotionally moving yeah. song. If yeah, <laughs> Disclosure had a song that was that deep, I would be so impressed. Like, <laughs> but also kind of confused. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah no, that's like that. really one of them crying in the club. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult to compare these two songs, and so it's quite difficult to battle it out. But I can't see any way as much as i enjoy the disclosure song as a a song and I, like i said it's probably my favorite song that you've picked on there they're just they're like very very different and one for me personally is much better mm. calibers above the other because it's got the fact that you actually are looking at the lyrical content on there and that's just a different vibe that you can't even get from the disclosure song so it's slightly unfair yeah i mean yeah it's kind of comparing apples and oranges, but um, completely. What I would say is, like, over um, lockdown and shit. Like, I've been doing like live streams on DJing and shit, 
and every single time mm-hmm. I've had to include that disclosure tune because it's just too much of a banger and I find a way to incorporate every time and mm-hmm. the second drop just makes me so happy and there's a little bit at the end where Fatumata starts like doing a little scat bit like kind mm-hmm. of like spitting bars almost and that is just mm-hmm. so sick I don't know like disclosure their production is just so mad like I've said it a billion times and mm-hmm. on the last album the second one was at Caracal or something mm-hmm. it was quite poppy like i didn't really rate it that much so this mm. album i was kind of like i don't really know what to expect and when i heard that song i was like these lot know they just know what they're doing the thing i would say against you in this is that i don't think it's the best song on the album really what would you say is the best song on the album i personally prefer expressing what matters yeah that is, that, is a banger. If that's what it's called that is a banger. like i i personally think that song is uh, they're both really good but I think that song is a little bit better mm-hmm. than this song and I think that kind of means it can't be song of the year if it's not even best song of the album <laughs> personally alright well Joe it sounds like you've got your first decision to make over the podcast yeah it's um, it's a tough choice I'll admit that obviously as you both have mentioned it's so hard to compare the two songs um, mm. I enjoyed them both I think I'm more sold by Aaron's argument, I must admit, because <laughs> although clearly the Disclosure tune is a banger, uh, I feel like mm-hmm. that's your main argument, Jules, uh, and I'm not... Although <laughs> 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 that, that is valid, right? That is definitely valid, but I feel like there's more depth to Aaron's argument, so I might have to yeah. put that through if that's all right. I can't, I I can't complain. That. I can't complain. Before um, before we recorded this, me and Jules had like a planning session and um, Jules was like, I, I, I said what I said earlier about how I've had to just be spending most of my day just prepping for this podcast. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, not much. And he was like, I'm quite enjoying having the reputation of you being the one that does loads of planning. <laughs> and then I just kind of go it with no <laughs> prep and just and kind of like, do it it's off a the banger. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I hate having to be the one that has to do all the work. <laughs> but if it's if it's getting me my first win, then that's fine. There you go. Can't get <laughs> done. All right. So our next our next battle is Scissor Good Days versus um, Amine and Vince Staples and Slow Tie pressure in my palms there was behind the scenes a last minute switch from it wasn't even last um, minute wait 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 wait, wait, wait. I was, I'm not I'm not I'm not hang on from your fourth and your third choice that was not last I'm not, minute that was like on right. the I'm, I'm just going to ask you minute. why you switched them that's all mm. I'm asking. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was first minute. I just misread it. Jules literally announced what his songs were going to be, and then he changed the order. <laughs> and that, at the time, I didn't really read that bit. That's fine. All right, pressure in my palms. I, the reason why I put it in there is because I the beat is sick, like production hard, but mm-hmm. it's just a funny song. Like there's so many jokes references in it. Like Amine's rapping well but also like rapping funny which i think doesn't happen that much anymore in mm-hmm. hip-hop songs so i enjoyed that like there's so many good references and shit like i got more pressure on my palms than arthur 
like referencing that meme mm-hmm. about Arthur with the clenched fist and that. Features, like, their slow ties is short, but he fits the song quite well. And then Amine's verse, uh, sorry, Vince Staples' verse. Like, Vince Staples, in my opinion, is quite hit and miss, but he definitely hit on this one. I hate the bitch you think a baby finna keep a nigga. Where every time he see his kids, we gotta see the picture. I do it big and no one bother, don't you see the ticker? Feel like I'm hard and I was shooting on her teaser with the baby says she need commitment. I guess I think about it. I never leave without it. Get down the speeds of it. I keep a bad and bougie booty on a hundred thousand. Big headed, barely fit or weave around it. North. And then the second half of the song, like they switch up the beat but keep the pressure in my palms like line, like going through it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like this soulful little like slow jam where Mina's talking about like how black people in America perceive differently. He compares, there's one bit where he compares Kanye West taking the mic off Taylor Swift and how he was villainized and then compares it to Justin Timberlake like revealing Janet Jackson's boobs at the uh, Super Bowl and how he didn't really get the same treatment. And I feel like in one song, hard production, hard features, like sick bars, thoughtful message. I don't know. I just thought it was a really good song. And I didn't think it was, I didn't think the Disclosure song could compare to that. It's the whole thing that we were saying before about kind of, um, it's difficult to compare a dancey song to one with lyrical Mm. content. And it's just, that's kind of probably why you outweighed it like that. Before I can reply to your things, let's talk about Scissor's Good Days. Um, Like I said, it came out on Christmas. So like right at the end of the year, pretty much. Um, But it got played a lot in my house. So I heard it a lot Mm. and had a lot of exposure to it. It's just a really, really nice song. Like the way it sounds is really nice. Like the harmonies and the production of everything, it comes together in a really good way. In a good way? (laughs) In a really pleasant way. Like it's nice to hear. It kind of almost gives you goosebumps when she goes into the chorus. Um, the theme of the song is also pretty good for this year I would say it's about how we've all had a bit of a shit time it's kind of coming from it more of an angle of the relationship she's been through a troubled time and she's looking forward to the good days and the only way you can get through the tough shit is to actually have a positive outlook on what's going to happen in the future Um, which I think is a very good message at the moment it also has a lot of stuff that I think is good for us in terms of our age, because there's a line where it's something like um, something about people chasing the fountain of youth and they're not realizing that they're in it. Um, I think that kind of is a nice thing to reflect on where it's like we're actually in this, especially with COVID, so many people have been like, oh, we're wasting our good years. I wish I could be doing this again. I wish I could be doing that again. And it's all looking back when actually we should just be trying to make a nicer future together. Um, and enjoy the times that we're having. And I think Scissor just bloody comes through with another great one. Yeah, I do like Scissor. Um, mm. I do think that quite often, though, some of her songs, like, it doesn't, like, maintain my interest throughout. But I would say that this song, like, first, when it was getting to, like, the halfway mark, I was like, I'm getting a little bit bored of this. And then, like, the second half, like, it got it got better, almost. 
Mm-hmm. So she didn't do what I thought she was going to do, which was good. That's bonus points for Scissor. Mm-hmm. Jules, you're up. That is good. You're arguing the, I wrong, think... the wrong team here, mate. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, it was better. The first time I heard it, I don't think I listened to it the whole way through. So I was like, don't really know about this one. That's why I was going to put mm-hmm. it in the end of your playlist that we did, but I decided against it because of that. But I just mm-hmm. think pressure on my palms, like the whole thing had me captivated. Like I listened, I was definitely the song that I, that or Shimmy were definitely the songs that I listened to the most on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the criteria that we came up for before we did this, mm-hmm. like pressure on my palms definitely ticks more than good days in my opinion. What Jules is referring to there with the criteria is we came up with like a bit of a mark scheme of things that are good I to cannot have. believe he's actually called upon the mark scheme. Is <laughs> 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 is a very controversial move, but it's okay because it might go back in his face. Um, one of the things in the mark scheme was about features and the kind of like the quality of the feature. And I think if you look at this on paper before you hear the song and you look at a song with Amine. Vince Staples and Slow Tie, and you just heard the beat because it's a really good beat. You think it's going to be an amazing song, like a song that's going to be song of the year. But when you get to the fact that Slow Tie, he starts his verse really, really well, but he doesn't get to finish it. It gets cut off by Vince Staples, and I kind of I like the fact that it gets cut off, but I wish that he had a longer verse that could then just get cut off. Because there's a point, uh, Amine says something about getting cut off. In fact, it's the Kanye West thing that you were talking about. It's about interrupting bars. And so I guess that's kind of what they're trying to do with the Vince Staples thing. But you could have very easily given Slow Tie a longer verse that would then get disrupted by Vince Staples and then still let Vince have his verse. Because there's a section in the song later where there's just kind of like a bit of a bridge that doesn't really do anything. And then it slowly fades into Amine coming back in where you could have just had a full verse from Slow Tie or three quarters of a verse compared to like a quarter that he gets. And then Vince comes in and then Vince has his thing. And I also think Amine is probably the worst thing about the song. Not that that um, is anything negative about the song overall because it still makes it a good song. But I think the 15 seconds that Slow Tie has is better than Amine's contribution. I just... And I, think I disagree so Vin much. Staples, the way that the beat comes in as he's as he's rapping, I think, is also better than Amine's contribution. I would say, yeah, that Slow Tie's bit fits so well because it's kind of like a transition from Amine to um, Vince Staples. And like the drums mm-hmm. come out and then it's kind of like a bridge. And then when Vince Staples comes back, then like the whole beat comes back with him. And then mm-hmm. with the bridge where in the second, like after Vince Staples, then that's where the beat like changes and that's where it kind of like gets a bit drawn back. You're like, what's going? And then it becomes more soulful and more like uh, laid back kind of. Because it is like the first mm-hmm. half is like really upbeat and like almost like a club banger. And then the second half is mm-hmm. like kind of uh old school Kanye West which is kind of fitting because it has a bunch of Kanye West references in it but do you not feel like in that way it kind of lacks identity as a song it doesn't know what no it's I don't to think do. it does because it keeps as I said before like it keeps the pressure on my palms like vocal bit like looping mm-hmm. and then transitions I think like structurally it's actually sick it's one of the best parts about the song 
I cannot get over the fact that that um, that slow tie verse is so short. Like, yeah, it is it, well short, and but it's a it's a good verse, and it's hyping up to be an amazing verse. But it just gets to be a good verse yeah. because it doesn't get the, the full time that it needs. All right, Joe, second decision. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is there not any more to say about uh, Scissors' contribution here? I feel like we've mainly... <laughs> well, because he didn't, he didn't actually... I don't know. I mean, the only thing you could say about it was that it was better than you thought. <laughs> well, what I would say about it is that the first half like, is, is decent, and then it gets better. But I would say the pressure mm-hmm. on my palms, the whole thing is like ridiculously good. It's, it's such a tough choice. It's... De- you, you lot love picking songs that just are so hard to compare. <laughs> like, there's so, there is a lot going for both. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with Jules um, on the fact that uh, the Amine song does know what it's doing. I don't think it's just kind of a big mm-hmm. mess um, that I think you alluded to, Aaron. <laughs> but then I did like, I never even really deeped how important having a song like Scissors <laughs> right now is. So you, kind of, you kind of told me on that, Aaron. I think overall, I think I preferred Jules's argument. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So I think it, it, it might be putting um, pressure in my palms through to the next round. Fucking hell! Well, we've Who had knew? we've had one each. We've had one each. Yeah, not that that's, it should be how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Joe can't decide, he's just gonna think, "What did I say last time?" I'll just do the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, can I say, I actually didn't love, um, what's it called, Pressure My Palms, and then I was listening to all this music again today, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know, it's actually a fucking banger. Such a banger. And I really, when I when I was saying how pissed off I am about that slow tie verse, I really am. <laughs> I, I, it's weird because that's your, your low point of the song, but I think my high point of the song is Vince's, like, entrance. Like, I yeah. love the way he comes in on the song I think no, so but that's what hard. I'm saying like I feel like Slow Tie's bit is to structure it so Vince Staples can come in like that alright so next we got my number three against your number two this is when it actually switches to being the other way around so in theory you should have a better song here as much as apparently mm-hmm. you had it in the last round man's for you man. so you know what when I saw when I saw this battle mm-hmm. before we started i was like this is gonna be a peak decision is that is that because you, <laughs> because you want to fight for aaron's song is that why like i think i would be happy with either going through mm-hmm. obviously just I so the pick... listeners know it's yeah. good news by mac miller versus lockdown by anderson pack like okay i'll just i'll just introduce it then we can do this after okay so lockdown by Anderson Pack. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet. Was released, I can't remember exactly what month. I wanna say it was like May-ish, but it was like in response to the riots in america following the george floyd murder it was very much like when it was happening exactly and i feel when it came out like he must have recorded it so quickly and i feel like for something so raw and emotional and in the moment then like it's still kind of like uh calm and collected almost like the beat and the way he sings 
but it's at the same time like what he's talking about is like we can't do this shit anymore like this can't keep happening kind of feeling like uh at breaking point basically which is what is what was going on in america like that was basically breaking point like so many cases like this had happened and this one everyone was just like we've had enough and i feel like this song everything about it musically is really good but also and i know aaron you're not a big fan of judging songs like this in this uh list contextually with what was going on at the time like it reflected it was like the, when it was released reflected the context really well i thought mm-hmm. no I, I appreciate that <laughs> do you do you do not think context should be taken into account Aaron? Uh, I do. It's a different kind of context that Jules is talking about now. Last year, it was context in terms of like you saying Vossy Bop was an important song. Um, whereas Which this is. Whereas this is saying. <laughs> whereas this is saying that it's reflecting the, um, the times, which I think is perfectly reasonable to consider. Okay. And I think it's something that should probably be considered as well with good news because you've got to consider the context of the fact of it being a posthumous release. Um, mm. And that does add a whole nother layer to the song. Yeah, I, I think context is key in both songs. Like they make, yeah. they'd be a lot worse without the context. Or not worse, but you know what I mean? They're much Yeah, they'd just be, com- yeah. Their meaning would not even well, exist. Well, Aaron, explain, can- explain good news. Okay. So Good News was actually the first single, I think, from uh, Circle's new Mac Miller album, uh, which was a posthumous release. So when I first heard it, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it particularly. It's quite low-key. The whole album um, represents a bit of a shift for Mac Miller, which is a strange thing to get on a posthumous album. You kind of just think that you want more of the same. Um... But I think this song represents very much a change, but for the better. Good news, good news, good news, that's all they want to hear. No, they don't like you when I'm down. But when I'm flying, no, it makes them so uncomfortable, so different. What's the difference? You're getting like a rounding off of his career and obviously also of his life with it being posthumous. And it's sort of comforting, um, but it's also really sad. It's sad obviously because he's dead, but it's also sad because of the themes that he's talking about. I mean, the song, to put it into a sentence, is like saying, people want me to be happy and so I have to pretend to be because otherwise they don't want to talk to me. Um, It's like him having to pretend and put on a mask throughout the whole of his career um, and people being uncomfortable because they want him to be happy but they don't want him to be doing drugs and having that after having an album like Swimming where it seems like he's clean and he's going through things in a better way but then also having the context of him dying from an overdose it's just pretty bleak um not to lower the mood (laughs) what bleak but in the best way possible it's bleak but it's actually also a nice song so it's it's nice to know that the because the whole song 
you could listen to it and think this is a happy song. You could not know and not listen to the context and the lyrical content. You could think, oh, this is just, you know, people like good news. Good news is good. <laughs> um, but thinking about it from the fact that he's gone, it's comforting to know that it's over. There's no more stress and there's pain in this situation. And like, everything's just kind of done. He's, ha- he's had his word on everything and it, it's time to move on. And it's kind of just like a, it's like a, just saying it's okay, basically, if that makes sense. Um, obviously, like I said, it's a big change of pace. It's very stripped back. It's kind of like acoustic. Um, and his vocals are quite quiet as well. But I think that really adds to the tone and the atmosphere of the whole thing. Can, can I ask, um, other than it being the first single, why does this one stand out for you from the album? Because it's all, it's of a similar vibe throughout, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. <laughs> um, the reason why it stood out for me is because... Well, partly with it being the first single, it's the first thing you hear, obviously, from from the album because it comes out before. And so it kind of sets up the tone for it. And like I said, the first time I heard it, I didn't really think that much of it because I just heard that it's a bit of a different vibe. But when you actually start to dig into the lyrics, as is the case with, mo- with a lot of Mac Miller albums, it can be a bit dense. And I think that the lyrical content is what sets it apart here. And the kind of the truthful simplicity of his of his writing, lines like um, "When I'm flying, it makes him feel so uncomfortable." Like it's so easy, <laughs> like it's such a simple line, but it just reveals so much about him and about um, the situation. Mm. Yeah, what I I mean, it's a difficult comparison because the way that I kind of see it is like Anderson Pack's song is like this is the struggle for so many people, mm-hmm. and like there's a collection of people who just can't take living like this anymore, and there needs to be some kind of change because we're kind of at our wit's end. Mm-hmm. And Matt Miller's is a lot more individual, like. It's not a bad thing, but it's like personal struggle. Like, this is what people expect from me. This mm-hmm. is my struggle. So, both are so important because I think they highlight different kind of societal issues. Mm-hmm. So, it's quite difficult to say which one I prefer more. I would say Ernest and Pack's video for Lockdown adds a lot to it as well because it's got like and even like kind of in the chorus it's got like gunshots and sirens and like really kind of painting an image of what is what was going on in America at that time mm-hmm. and in the middle of the video as well it's got J-Rock mm-hmm. like doing his own kind of acapella like kind of poem thing that I think they put on the remix of the song in the end mm-hmm so yeah i don't know it's really difficult to compare like a big society what i would say personally is that the the video version of the song is better than the actual song that gets put out i think Mm. you you open the video with like those sirens that go into the start of the song and that creates more of an atmosphere of a protest song um i think that would be more effective if he actually had that on the final release that gets Mm -hmm. put out i think j-rock's verse or his poem which is 
would have gone really well in the song and again i don't understand why that didn't get put in yeah so what they did is they made like a remix version with jid no name and j-rock and then his verse this in the video which is like a poem they just kind of put on the beat which was cool but i don't know when you i don't think like that remix version was better or even close to being as good as anderson pack's original so i don't know it's not as didn't like captivate me as much you know what i mean but then why not just have the verse in the original just chuck yeah. it on the end yeah i don't know why they didn't do that I, mm-hmm. i'm not anderson pack i can't answer <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the like i said the anderson song is it's a good song and it is it's good for capturing the time but in the same way that the slow time verse annoyed me it, i was a bit disappointed because i saw the video before i heard the song because I think the video came out first and then I was yeah, disappointed I that the J-Rock verse wasn't on there. Can I just add one thing about good news? When it came out, I think they just mm-hmm. announced Circles was going to be released. Mm-hmm. There's all this talk about uh, Matt Miller had made another album while he was making Swimming. But it's kind of mm-hmm. just like rumours. And then I think like three... No, it must have been like a year or so after he died. Mm-hmm. Then they were like we're putting out this album and it turned out to be true like he'd been making this album called Circles and the whole thing was like swimming in circles mm-hmm. and it was meant to be like kind of a joint release and when Good News came out I was like this album is going to make me cry ugly ugly tears mm-hmm. because it's like it's true like as you were saying it's kind of the pain of one person and knowing in the context that he's now died from an overdose Mm-hmm. and he's talking about like being this person that or trying to be this person that people want him to be and like the strains on his life I guess I mean yeah it is comforting in a way like you said but it's also like heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, so I think yeah not to big up your answer <laughs> but, but it is yeah. a really good song I'm I feel like you've just you've just answered it for me there <laughs> I don't know if I can put a song through where you've I can't I can't put your song through if you've basically just argued for Aaron's song. <laughs> but this is what I said in the beginning, like when I saw that these two songs were going up against each other, I was like, either of these could go through and I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. And I still I mean one of the reasons why I didn't put good news on my list is because I knew it would go on your list, so I thought might as well mm-hmm. try and keep the options as varied as possible. <laughs> well, I guessed it would go on your list, I didn't know. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. Lockdown, for the moment, for the time that it came out, context around it, like the fact that Anderson Pack could deliver it so calmly, and even though like he's obviously so hurt and so much pain in the situation, that's why I loved it so much. Good news, I also love that song. I would put down lot. I would put through lockdown, but I'd be happy with either. Okay. <laughs> it is. A, it is a very tough uh, decision. I actually love both the songs, um, but I, I, as I just as I said earlier, I think I I'm sold mm-hmm. by Aaron's argument. <laughs> I think may or mainly Jules's argument in favour <laughs> of uh, good days, good news. Sorry, good news. Sorry, good news. Yeah, it's just they're both actually very good songs. To be fair, aren't mm. they? Yeah. No, both top quality songs. Great it's choice. It's kind of choice. like I kind of wish they met later in the rounds. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but this is yeah. I think that 
I think there is something so nice about the simplicity. How to say it? Simplicity of mm-hmm. um, Mac Miller's tune. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's stick that through, boys. Both lovely songs, so. Both lovely songs. Both oh, this is a nice little songs. heart warmer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also incredibly depressing, but also a hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got last last bracket, we got Desolée versus Peng Black Girls, um, Gorillas versus Any. Mm-hmm. Um, should, I, should I start us off? Yeah, you go ahead. All right. Um, so Desolée... Um, is that another Fatimata oh, Diawara? Yeah, it's another Fatimata Diawara no, song. No, it's not. Like we said it earlier. Is. Surely yeah. not. <laughs> like I said, big year for her. Big uh, year. <laughs> it's a huge year. It's a huge year. She should have been person of the year. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> Might actually have to change up my answer given that last minute swoop. <laughs> um, so, this song for me, it's from the New Gorillas album. Um, song Machine, whatever, I can't remember what it's called. And with this album, it was kind of a focus on singles rather than on an album experience. They were looking to make really good songs with good musicians. And I think this is a very good example of that. Um, For me, because I'd been listening to a lot of Africa Express, which is a different Damon Albarn project, I could see a lot of similarities from that work to this um, but I feel like this actually presents a more realised idea and this song kind of has a slightly better well crafted full song experience than an Africa Express song um, Damon Albarn and Fatimata Diawara work really really well together on the song um, it's got quite an infectious vibe Like it's just, a, it's just like a good vibe song it makes me want to just like have a bit of a dance or just have some drinks sun like it's just it's similar in a way to Marley Marley like you said before um, where it's just like a good dancey song and just a good vibe song not got lyrical content i'm not aware of the lyrical content because it's not all in english um (laughs) but just a really great song really well crafted song and the listening experience is very very enjoyable Mm -hmm. yeah so my response pain black girls by any and amia brave so i actually found this song because i'm on some like mailing list for london djs and they send me like i don't know 10 tracks a week or something and because they send so many that like I don't really check all of them but I don't know why I checked this one mm-hmm. and I was actually just like what the hell this is such a banger mm-hmm. who are these people mm-hmm. turns out this is like Eddie's third song or something and really? like I've been following her on Twitter she was like she's literally only been making music for the last like nine months and that's that's I think dumb. that's so dumb <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, she wrote it like after work coming home like a year and a half ago or something Mm -hmm. and 
the theme of the song is like uh, inclusivity of all black people in the mm-hmm. sense that one of the lines is like to paraphrase something like they want us all to look like the Kardashians but mm-hmm. you know they're beautiful dark skinned people they're beautiful mixed race people they're beautiful light skinned people there's pink black girls in my area cold dark skin light skin medium tones permitting braids got mini afros thick lips got hips some of us don't big nose contours some of us won't never wanna put us in the media bro wanna fat booty like Kardashians wanna fat booty like my auntie got a yo we like the blood flat you know like the the whole song is a vibe really good yeah, lyrics um, Amia Brave does a really good chorus as well I didn't really know anything about her mm-hmm. um, until this song and then the video as well was like her with just so many like different black women different different kinds of life different mm-hmm. walks of life even um, different kinds of life <laughs> different kinds of life <laughs> and uh, yeah I don't know it just seemed like quite a heartwarming song mm-hmm. in some quite dark times yeah, it's quite a smiley song. And I would say, before I say anything about it, it's very positive to get a song that's so um, so praising like black female women and like fem- uh, black beauty and not in a sexualized way at mm-hmm. all. Which I, think is, which I think is an important thing to be getting out there. And I think it's done very well. Mm-hmm. That being said... That being said, I do think it's a good song. Um, I do think that it drops off a bit. I think the second verse really loses the point of the song. The I'm actually verse... so glad I just seen Joe's face not like shake his head because I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, it's like I said, it's a good song, so don't worry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But the second verse, when she starts off talking about how many flows she's got or how many verses she's got, um, and she never really revisits the theme again. Um, She just kind of keeps going on like... She's got her first verse done. That's good. Got the chorus. And then she moves on to a different bit. It's like she's talking about a different song. Um, I don't really like the bridge with the whole all right, okay thing going on. Um, it It just didn't really work for me, personally. Um, I still think it's an important song, but I just think it drops off on the second half from a really, really, really promising start. Sorry, I've just had to get the lyrics up because there's definitely a lyric in the second half where I'm like, no, the bit that I had to find. Can you say how it starts, though? Yeah, yeah. So it says, I keep it in because I can. I've seen the drinks in the cans. I think it's in my genetics of the gin and the juice that I drink. I'm indebted or something like that. And it's like... This is what is expected of her as a young black woman. Like, this is what people think black people should... Like, kind of the character of the black person. And she's like... Black people isn't just what you see in the media, like the Kardashians. Like, this is all... And there's three shows in the video, like, all these women are black women. And they all Mm -hmm. have their own thing going on. They don't have to conform to this idea of, like, what it is to be black. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I think that kind of goes on a lot in the second verse and carries on from the first verse. I think the first verse does it so much better, though, and the second verse loses its way. For me, personally, the fact that like it starts off just kind of like any other rap song could start off about literally how many verses she's got. And I don't really think that it revisits the theme that effectively. I think you get that better with the remix of the song. 
with the Georgia Smith one because she's got her own verse that talks about the same thing. That doesn't mean I necessarily prefer that version. I might prefer this version, but I think that one focuses on the theme a bit better. I mean, in response, I would say about Desolée, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was that much of a banger, if I'm honest, especially really? if we're considering like the disclosure tune with Fatimata. If that's not going through because <laughs> mm-hmm. his lyrical content doesn't match up to J Electronica mm-hmm. and then these two songs going up against each other and like the Disclosure one, the Disclosure one it had going for it, it's such a banger. I don't feel like this one has it going for it. So it's just like, I don't really see how how Pain Black Girls can't go through ahead of it. Uh, I, I would chime in here. A few boys are done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree uh, with Jules there. It is almost the reverse of the first round, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is, a, it is a reverse. It is very much just like a pretty good dancey tune and then like an insanely good... I don't even know. Just a fucking banger, isn't it? Uh, but, not, <laughs> but not like a banger in like a dancey banger in terms of like an actual... Such mm-hmm. a good song, great meaning, uh, good vibe. Yeah, I think even the fact that it's got a cool little remix is works in its favour as well, to be honest, even though that's a mm-hmm. different song. Mm-hmm. Don't know mm-hmm. if I'm just gonna that's how I'm gonna referee the situation, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Peng Black Girls has to go through. Peng Black Girls goes through, that would be against Good News, and then J Electronica versus Amine, which we will do now. Yeah, I mean, I I still think I'm pissed off about the slow tie verse. Again, (laughs) (laughs) again, they're not that comparable. You've got like a, you've got a sad introspective song about loss and grieving versus a half hype song and a half song about, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I don't think they're that comparable. I would say to say half hype and half not sure is quite purposefully simplifying it. I think you're trying to trying to undercut me a little bit. I would mm-hmm. say that the first half of Pressure on My Palms yeah. is a lot of pop culture, a lot of references, a lot of like what's like affecting people's lives. Mm-hmm. And the second half is kind of like this pop culture that we're talking about is kind of being used against black people a little bit. Mm-hmm. And really, we should be praising black excellence. And in reality, we're kind of uh, diminishing the achievements of black people in in pop culture. So I think it's simplistic to say that it's just hype and then a bit of nothing. It was simplistic. I was doing that on purpose to piss you off, to be honest. <laughs> what I would say though is that I think like I said before where I said all of the bars on this song are good I think if you're comparing lyrical content between these two songs the J Electronica song is outperforming it massively I think the like the emotion in this song obviously they're very different so again it's it's hard to compare but the emotion in this song is is like ridiculous the way that they're able to convey it Jay-Z's verse which is mostly the chorus and his delivery like the way that his voice cracks and the way that he kind of interrupts himself to change his what he's saying it's just 
it's so like hard hitting and it's so sad and the impact of it I think you can't really deny can I just say one thing that like bear annoys me about J Electronica song but I don't actually think it detracts from it at all uh-huh. is that it doesn't say the feature on Spotify and I didn't even know Jay-Z was on it until we started this podcast that's because um, the whole album is just the two of them so like if every song said like featuring Jay-Z it just would it would be a bit redundant it would be like you know the the pro era albums mm-hmm. you know how like on the first one it said everyone that was on the song and it was <laughs> it was just ridiculous <laughs> like just accept that it's a pro era album and don't make every <laughs> single song have like a cast list <laughs> like, it is a J electronic album but it they called it um, well Jay-Z called it Watch the Throne 2 because he was like this is our album I swear yeah that's a bit of a part of Kanye I can't lie well Jay Electronica was supposed to be like the second coming he was supposed to be like the next amazing thing and then there was like a 11 year wait for this album like this mm. album was supposed to be coming for so so long um I know we're getting a bit distracted but I think <laughs> this song was worth the wait. <laughs> um, I don't know. What I would say is that the J Electronica song does have a lot of good bars, like really good lyrics. All of them. Mm-hmm. But I would say the production is quite laid back and like doesn't change up that much, like kind of similar throughout. Whereas mm-hmm. Pressure in My Palms captivated my interest a lot more than the J Electronica song and like every single like mm-hmm. 16 bars you didn't know what was going to happen next but you've so got to think, think about the time that you're going to be listening to these two songs if you're in a state of mourning you don't want it to be fucking switching up the beat every five seconds you don't want like <laughs> yeah but if it's a state of mourning I'm not trying to listen to like all my friends are dead no, but that isn't that isn't what this song is. That it, it this song is accepting grieving and it's dealing with it in a way where you're like, okay, it's fine that I'm gonna be away from people for a bit and I'm gonna try and isolate, but I've got to recognise what's going on and I actually have to try and work through it, which I think this song does. Um so some from listening to both of your your arguments, the song that I'm inspired to go back to and listen to right now is the J Electronica song. Oh, wow. I really thought you were going to pressure in my palms. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> and I think that says it all, because as I, well, I said off air earlier, I don't, I, I've listened to it and I don't love it, but I think I think that says quite a lot about your argument, Eric. Um, I'll stop it, you. <laughs> obviously, shout out to Pressure My Palms. Made it quite far into the process. But I think we've got to say goodbye. My other... My other uh, reason for not picking pressure in my palms uh-huh. uh, I think it's maybe like my my fifth or sixth favorite song on the album which says a lot for the album but uh <laughs> not that much for the song <laughs> <laughs> Pen black girls versus good news it's all to play for Oof. yeah. We've spoken about both songs already. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this kind of seems like a similar argument about good news and lockdown. Um, like one is about community and one's about like oneself. Mm-hmm. So in those sense, like a kind of similar argument. I don't know. To me, 
Payne Black Girls, like, hearing it, I would expect this person to have been making music for forever. And, like, mm -hmm. it's a top-tier song. And mm -hmm. for it to be just someone's, like, breakthrough song, like, they've never really released music before, and they come out with this, is just mm -hmm. so impressive to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when that... Notes did Alison Lee. <laughs> 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 yeah, that actually is so comparable, Payne Black Girls and Alison Lee. Yeah, it is. A, it's a similar argument to good news versus lockdown, but I would say lockdown was a um, a more realised concept that was built on in a better way. I think. Well, no, I think the concept of Penguin Girls is good, but I don't think the execution is as good as lockdown was of its own concept. If that makes sense. Um, if I was comparing those two songs, I would say lockdown was better, which. I'm not, but good news beat out lockdown, and that's why I'm saying the comparison there. Like I said, I think the remix realizes what it's doing better. I also think that the second verse drops off. I just do think that. Um, the chorus is just a bit annoying to me. Like, the, 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 is the chorus where the feature is? Yeah, so Amelia Brave does the, I think I need some time. Oh wait, that bit. And yeah. Goes, All right. Okay. I mean, to yeah. me, to me, like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like an uh, an acceptance of like what I need to do, what I need to do to like get to grips with the situation, um, and kind of the whole we're gonna be alright. Okay. It's kind of similar to All Right by Kendrick. Like we're gonna be alright. Be alright, alright, nigga. We gonna be alright. kind of in the face of adversity like this is what is happening we're gonna come through it and we're gonna be better for it i think actually the chorus is pretty good There's, even if it's it is even song. if it is yeah yeah even if it's, it's a maybe sim song. simple in your eyes no i think it's it, yeah no there, it well. there, there's there's something to be said for simplicity um and like I said, there is simplicity in this song as well, in Good News. I think I, th I think that's even a harsh statement to make about Pem Black Girls. I think it's got so much going for it. No, I'm just talking about the chorus in this We're bit. just talking about the chorus. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, boys. Yeah. No, the whole song isn't simple. All right. There, there's a lot going on. But I don't think that it's as good as good news. I think Peng Black Girls is an important song to have come out, and I think it's a well-executed song. But I think what you get with Good News is a song that not anybody could make. Any, with this being her first song, she's fresh on the scene, whatever, that's great. But anybody could have been fresh on the scene. Mac Miller, the situations all coming together, everything, the entire context of this song coming together, building up to this release, is what makes it so special. Every single detail of his life that you get touched on in the song and throughout the album and your knowledge of him as a person is what gives it its meaning. It's the kind of song that you can't just get from anyone and it couldn't be replicated. And that is like that is a very unique thing. As I said, in the previous battle of good news and lockdown like i'd be happy if i went through i'd probably be happy either way with this but i think 
to say anyone could make paying black girls not entirely convinced on and i would say that like it's such a kind of clever idea and something that's not really touched on so much in popular music that i don't think anyone can make it and like additionally to that this random person made it and it blew up because it's such a good song like quite often someone's breakthrough song will just be like a bit of a banger and then that'll kind of promote them into stardom whereas this was like appreciated because of how good a song it was and because of what meant to people so i don't really think anyone can make well i think it adds to it that this person made this song if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean like if eminem made it it would be a different vibe (laughs) (laughs) um can i ask jules what what do you what is actually your favorite out of these two songs if you had to pick I love both, man. To be honest, like it's the same with Good News and Lockdown. I'd be happy if I went through. Yep, yeah, I was going to ask you that again for a straight answer. All right, I'm going to say Pang Black Girls. Okay. Oh, it's such a tough decision. I, I do appreciate that like the, the context of Mac Miller's tune is what makes it so great. But then I'm wondering, are we catering for the the masses if that's the reasoning that that song goes through because if people don't know his story then it is it that good of a song but i think it is i just think that adds to the context of the story i still think it's a good song and you still get that from the lyrical content if you're just listening to the song and you're listening to the lyrics you get that but you get another 50 layers if you know who he is and i think realistically anybody that listens to the song probably knows that he's dead and they know a little bit about his life gonna have to push you for an answer joe yeah i know bloody hell sorry boys oh shit (laughs) (laughs) um no i'm actually struggling because i I know what my favorite song is but your both your arguments have been pretty convincing i think you should just go with your heart (laughs) (laughs) you you should go your head bro I think my heart 100% tells me one answer and my my head is completely torn. So I think then I have to listen to my heart, which says Peng Black Girls goes through. That's what I like to hear. It's very convenient, that. that it puts it as me versus Jules in the final, doesn't it? <laughs> Honestly, not you know, factored in. You know what that kind of reminds me of? You see that bit in Four Lions where um, <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to back out of doing the suicide bomb in and Rizama's like... What does your heart say? It says, <laughs> do it. What does your brain say? Don't do it. Like, All right. So uh, basically, what's happened is your heart and your brain have got mixed round. So your heart is actually your brain. So you should listen to your brain. <laughs> uh, we got a final then, which is conveniently it's our, our two favorite songs actually, so that's good i didn't actually try and make that happen with my choices but that's the way it's gone what else is there to say on these two yeah songs? i feel like we've said quite a lot we've on these already s- well let's just have an open discussion between the three of us then yeah i, I mean i've said already i think that the second the pain black girls drops off in the second half and i think all the bars on jay electronica's song are better than good I would say <laughs> they are exceptional um, both have got good beats the beats are 
they like create the atmosphere for the song for both of them and i wouldn't say either one is particularly better personally i prefer the j electronica one but i could see why you would say that the anyone's better so i i'm not gonna really count that personally i would just say that j electronica song the bars are sick and to be honest both songs are like songs that i haven't really heard before do you know what i mean so they both kind of have that going for them but i would just say structurally i think pain black girls is better i prefer the beat in pain black girls uh is to me is a message that i feel like is i mean they're both important messages i don't i don't mm-hmm. know if i'm i mean the fact that they've got this far is enough to say that they're both important isn't it yeah i think structurally for me i would say j electronica song is so much better that's why I've been trying to critique Pen Black Girls as much as I like it. Um, I think, like I've said, the hook on on that song is like ridiculous. It's one of the, it, the bars on there are so good for that just to be a hook, and that's like one of the best hooks probably will be of the decade. I would say. Wow! And to have remember, it's remember, it's the first year. It's the first it's so- and the best. Yeah. It's like it's like how they just announced that Ronaldo is the footballer of the century. Do you see them awards? <laughs> Such an early claim to make. Whereas I think the hook on Pain Black Girls is not that good. The feature, if we're gonna, because that is what Jay Z is. He is a feature. I think he is so much better than the feature on Pain Black Girls. I think they are both really, really good songs. But I, mean, I do think that one is better. Quite difficult to put Amir Brave up against like <laughs> Jay Z. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's what we have to do. It's difficult to put um, any up against Jay Electronica. It's difficult, but Amir Brave is providing a hook or a bridge, and that's what Jay Le- and that's what Jay Z is providing. But do you, you not feel that say, like you can't say that Amir Brave is doing a better job than Jay Z? You can't say. But that. Do, you, do you not think that like the fact that they're of the experience they are and of the level they were when they made this song? to then being on a similar level to Jay-Z, having such like less experience and like less marketing and less kind of It's a nice underdog story, but it doesn't make them better. Yeah, but do you not feel like the fact that they can <laughs> get to that level says something about their like ability? We would have all loved it if Ajax won the Champions League. Yeah, I, I would not didn't. have loved that. I would not have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and Tottenham got knocked out. <laughs> There yeah, but no everybody Lucas else would have loved it. There have been no Lucas Moore hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a really good song, Pain Black Girls, but it's not as good as the other song. Aaron, can I ask? Um, I'm I'm really getting the feeling you like your song a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that how other people have received the song? Like, is it is it because I just don't know that much around like how how it was received by the wi- wider audience? Like, did, mm-hmm. do people really love it or? Um, I've seen so obviously I had my own reaction and then when I was doing my research I was searching out supporting arguments and I've seen people have similar reactions and call it song of the year so but I haven't seen I haven't spoken to people Mm. like about the album you know you know what's interesting about the album is that I hadn't listened to this song until you put it on our end of year playlist Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is because when this album came out, like I knew there was a lot of hype about it because like, as you said, Jay Electronica was meant to be the next big thing and then it took 11 years for the album to come out. But 
from like a lot of what I heard about the album, it was like quite mixed reviews. Um, so it just kind of put me off listening to it. I do think I did enjoy this song, but I don't know. It's not one that I would have found that much, whereas I have been playing Pang Black. But I don't think you lot. can take the album not performing well as a dictator of. Yeah, I'm how more good just saying like is. why I never really came across it. But mm-hmm. I feel like I came across. Actually, I came across Pang Black Girls because it got sent to me. It's not even like I've. Like, it was yeah. big hype. Although mm-hmm. it did then get it, big yeah, hype. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Joe, you've got a decision to Really? Make. Wait, he's actually still on me. I thought we were having an open and honest conversation. <laughs> I mean, we can have an open and honest conversation, but you still have a decision to yeah, make. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Shit. What do you man think? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, um... I feel like I'm so influenced by what I prefer and I'm not going to just don't Jules don't say go with your heart then (laughs) (laughs) like one of these songs is a song I've been familiar with for like since it came out or whatever and have banged pretty much like a lot of the time since and the other one I pretty much listened for the first time like the other day Um, so I feel like that is swaying my judgement slightly I think we have a vote boys but you're the deciding vote. <laughs> you know I don't what know the pressure. I don't, I don't know why I signed up to be a referee because I don't like making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll fine. Fine, I have to say it. I have to go with Peng Black Girls. Absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this referee. I mean, it's a good, it's a good song, and it is it's one of the best songs of the year. What was what what one uh, song of the year last year? We know this obviously because it's our podcast, so we listen to it and we know it well, <laughs> and we've got all these stats just ready to go. Only thing I'm thinking of is Fossy Pop. Um, <laughs> and I just it weren't pray, that. I just pray that didn't win. If that actually won. It no, really it didn't. didn't. It won the first round it was in and then it kind of quickly got dealt with after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what song of the year was? What? Anderson and YBN Corday. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's a tune. No, big tune to you there. Yeah, good tune, that one. Yeah, that was a bang. And now it's playing Black Girls, so well done. <laughs> Congratulations, Any. Well Woo! done. Well done. Right, so Pain Black Girls is one. I've lost, but I'm not actually annoyed about it. It's a good song that's won. It's a worthy winner. I'm pleased to have got second with my favourite song, so that's good. Um, tune in next week. Yeah. Um, when we go for albums of the year for our recommendations do you want to do your honourable mentions for song of the year Jules and I'll do mine and Joe also if you've got any recommendations feel free no worries if you don't Joe's just going to be like Wizkid 
track one, Riz Whiskey to track two. <laughs> you know, you're a funny guy, you know. <laughs> uh, I had quite a few, so I'm just going to like list them off, if that's right. Yeah, I've got quite a few as well, so that's So, fine. Uh, BQE, off the Coat of the Friend mm-hmm. album, with Bass and Joey mm-hmm. Badass. Good News, which we already had. Uh, Night Rider, off the Tom Mission Yusuf Days album, with Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, by Law Carner and Mad Lib. That was pretty... Mad Lib? Mad Lib. Mad Lib. Three two seven off the West Side Gun and off the West Side Gun album with Joey. That's Bad one that had like Crater. loads of people on it. Joey Bad oh, and yeah, Tiger. Those two people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a hard song. That was a hard song. Mm. Um, Time you and I by Krangbin. Secret Emotions mm-hmm. by Denitza. Flick Out by Reason. Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. WAP by Megan Thee Stallion. Cardi B. What's Do you have any modules? What's Poppin' no, by Jack okay, Harlow. Cool. Wait, give and... us some modules. <laughs> I know, I said there was a few. I didn't really deep how many there were. Give the people what they want, yeah. <laughs> and uh, lastly, still disappointed by Stormzy. I actually thought it was quite a banger, but didn't, didn't think it was really in my top four. All right, now for my short list, yeah. <laughs> um, Hello by Jel- uh, Jelani Blackman. Um, expressing what matters, I actually spoke about that in response to you by disclosure rooftop dancing by sylvan esso uh impressions by bamboo shout out bamboo friends of the podcast twist uh twist twist and turns by drake and popcorn didn't make it but nearly did who man uh green tea peng and up the flats by Gemma dunleavy those are those were my short list and my very very nearly made it but never didn't quite um, I'm at one point, Aaron. I, I thought you said that Twist and Pulse had released a single, and it would made your honourable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> and I was going to say that is that is very niche. Um, I have my recommendation here, guys. It's um, Thames Free Mind. <laughs> Lovely. Which one's the song and which one's the artist? Fucking out. Right, okay. Fucking out. Call yourself a music critic, Jules. <laughs> Fine. No, no, no. Go with that one. I just I'm not familiar with this song. No, okay. So, uh, no, I'm gonna go for something everyone will know. <laughs> no, no, no. Inform the people, bro. No, I hate informing the people. <laughs> I'm not an informant, fam. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes on this are gonna be mad. <laughs> My recommendation is um, a song called "Free Mind" by an artist called Thames. Lovely. Sounds great. Join us next week for album of the year that's a big one that that is a biggie There's, I don't uh, think I have as, as many honourable mentions for album of the year as I did I really really hope not <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, thanks for listening hopefully see you next week or hear us next week <laughs> bye <laughs> cheers peace out